CJ Sabog, number 15. The speed of Pico, he's in, score! Hello, everyone. This is the Philly Soccer Show. I'm KOW News Radio's Greg Malandini. I am Philly Soccer Pages Mike's Video. And this week, our guest from the Philadelphia Union, assistant coach Pat Noonan. And we also talk a little bit about some other MLS game that might have featured some other major striker that just joined the league. Zlatan! We will talk about Zlatan, so let's, uh, let's get started with Pat. Tough, uh... Tough result on the road against Colorado over the weekend. Uh, really good first half. It didn't wasn't quite there in the second half, but there was definitely some positives to come out, out of that game. Uh, what, what's the kind of coaching staff impression coming out of that? Well, certainly we were pleased with the first half uh, as far as um, everything minus the final product. I thought our you know team shape defensively was solid. We limited their chances. Um, you know, space to feel well in possession in order to to create some moments to go to goal, just select, you know, that final pass, the final shot. Um, I think it's a game where if we get the first goal, we walk out of there with three points. But, you know, coming out of the break, you know, Colorado, um, you know, put the pressure on us a little more, stepped up their lines a little bit higher. And, you know, I think we kind of um, played too direct, uh too early and, and, and stop playing through the middle. So, um, and obviously the the set piece goal changes the momentum and the complexion of the game. So, uh, certainly disappointed with the result, but um, there's, there's also positives to take out of out of the game as we move forward into you know our game against San Jose. You you bring up playing through the middle and maybe going a little too direct in the second half. And and obviously the question here I think is about Boric Deschkel. I think. We're still waiting to see him get into to full full on mode. Um, what what more can you do to get him a little bit more involved in that build up play? These things take time. You know, he's he's getting acclimated to his surroundings, understanding you know his teammates and the strengths and uh, weaknesses uh, of the players around him. Uh, you know, still trying to uh, comprehend what what we're asking from him, you know, individually and how that, you know, impacts, you know, the group collectively. So uh, I don't think it's any surprise that, you know, there uh, there hasn't been maybe the, the numbers on the score sheet um, immediately, but uh, we know the qualities of, of Borek and what he'll, uh, he'll mean for us moving forward. But, um, you know, as he gets more and more games and more and more training sessions and uh, a better understanding of, you know, our message as a staff and, uh, like I said, the players around him, uh, he's, we're going to start to see, uh, you know, the strengths that he brings and uh, his ability to, to open up, you know, the opposition with, you know, that final third, that final ball. I mean, I, I think it definitely makes sense to, to hear that he's going to need more games than just the, the two that he's had. How frustrating has it been for the offense to, to have this, like, stop-start stop, start to the season with the schedule being as crazy as it is? Yeah, you don't want to make excuses, but, it's, you know, it doesn't help. 
certainly playing, you know, every week to start the season helps you get into a better flow. You know, you're not looking at, you know, 10, 12 training sessions between your games. You, uh, you get uh, more game minutes to uh, to analyze. But, you know, the reality is we've had a couple bye weeks early, and part of that being the schedule in the Champions League with, with Seattle and that date being moved. So, um it hasn't helped our rhythm, but at the same time, um, I think you could see the team progressing in a, in a positive manner, putting the results aside, you know, from our first game against New England, where when you play a man up, uh, you know, it's going to look a little bit different. You're going to have more at the ball, especially at home, but uh, against Columbus um, and looking, you know, to Colorado, the progression that we made as far as how we were able to, you know, move the ball as a unit. I think there was progress uh, between the games. And, uh, again, defensively, while the the score sheet didn't uh, look kind to us after the Colorado game, uh, I think the team's been uh, pretty solid defensively and tough to break down in the run of play. You know, the set-piece goal, um, you know, kind of turned that Colorado game into a – a game where now we're chasing a little bit, and then you know, late in the game, down two nothing, you you look to uh, to find a goal, and you know, when you're doing that, sometimes you leave yourself a little vulnerable uh, in transition, and they get the third goal. But um, I think defensively, we've been uh, very solid, and and that's a, a good starting point. You need that foundation to have success, uh, especially when you're trying to get into a rhythm in your attack. So something we've definitely seen from the team through these first three games that the Union this year is definitely a pressing team. They want to push forward. They push the uh, the defensive lines pushed up higher. They want really want to kind of take the action to the to the other team's defense. How hard is that to maintain though throughout a game? We saw in the first half of the Colorado, they uh, you, you guys were really able to uh, for the most of, for most of that first half to really maintain that press. But talk about how just how it can be, it's how difficult it can be to maintain that throughout a game. Yeah, you, you have to be intelligent about how how you press as a unit because it's not going to be every moment. It's not going to be uh, um, successful if you have, you know, your first line of pressure um, high up the field and, and you don't have the same reaction from your midfield line, from your back line. You need to close the gaps, um, close the space so that, you know, if your first line of pressure pressure is beaten, that you have you have the numbers still to get around the ball in the middle of the field and and also in the defensive third of the field if, if teams are able to break our pressure. So I think um, that part of our game has been um, has been solid. Uh, we've we've defended well as a unit. Uh, there's always going to be moments where things break down, and that's where you're going to rely on you know that back line and your goalkeeper to to make a play to to keep you in the game and keep teams off the score sheet, but um, we certainly want to be a team that knows how to uh, to press the opposition, um, but being intelligent about it and who, who we're matched up against. You see in the Columbus game, they're very good in, uh, in possession, in build-up. They know how to space the field and the interaction with their wingers and their outside backs. That can be difficult to, uh, to defend at times, but on the whole, I think we did a, a very good job in that game and limiting their, their chances. You know, they had a couple moments where when we don't press as, as a team and, uh, you know, that, that pressure's broken where, you know, you find yourself on your heels and having to defend in, in front of your goal. And so um, we were able to put out a few fires. But uh, the first 45 minutes against Colorado, um, 
partly because of our possession, but partly because of how advanced we were and how um, how compact we were. We were able to be very successful, but it's a 90-minute game, so um, you know that that mentality and that focus uh, needs to be for an entire game to have success. And I think over the course of the three games, there's there's been plenty of positives, but it's certainly uh, an area where we'll continue to harp on um, what our team shape looks like in order to be successful with our with our pressure, whether it's you know, higher up the field or whether, you know, we're sitting in a little bit, you can still, you can still press the ball in an effective way when, uh, when you're sitting in a little bit. How would, how would you evaluate your, your own team's wing play so far this season? It seemed like Columbus especially changed a little bit of what they do when they came into Philadelphia to, to have their fullback sit a little bit deeper and, and maybe eliminate some of what David Akam can bring. Um, you're obviously welcoming Fafafa Kobach this weekend so what what have you thought of so the the wing play so far? Uh, well, I think uh, you know when you look at the score sheet, uh, the numbers haven't been there. But again, I think it's getting uh, more games, more time together, and a better understanding. You know, David's new to the team, David Akam. So I think you still see you know players trying to figure out, and enough as the staff trying to figure out how to best utilize him to get him. Uh, you know more dangerous consistently throughout the game and uh um you know on the on the right side with Fabian early on in the season it's you know more of a a central player who likes to come inside and connect um so it's it's understanding the spacing and how how we can create you know those isolation moments for David on the left flank and let him you know run at players I think we've had moments of it but you know credit to the opposition they've been able to stand him up uh, for the most part up to this point. Um, and, you know, with Fabian on the other side, it's understanding uh, when he's coming inside what that space looks like so it's not crowding, you know, CJ and, and Borak essentially and, and, and incorporating our outside back, you know, Keegan. So um, it's, it's, again, part of the process of, uh, you know, connecting the lines and having uh, having the space right so that we can be able to break teams down and, in a variety of ways, and uh, you know, part of that is, you know, getting our wingers more involved and in, in, in better spots so that they can uh, be more dangerous. You know, not only in our in our build up and our possession, but you know, create create an isolation on the flank so that uh, you know we can get CJ in front of goal, getting on the end of some some wide service. So what's the division of labor right now amongst the coaching staff? Like, what's your what's your focus during uh, you know during training and 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 even during a, a game uh, game day? Trying to improve everything that we're seeing. You know, there's constant dialogue. We're all you know um, you know focused on specific things throughout the training sessions. Um, you know, obviously for myself, I've been you know focused on working with the midfielders, you know, and at times the attackers. Um, we have eyes on each each component and, uh, you know, uh, each position, but uh, it's, it's constant dialogue as to um, how we can improve, you know, the individual and how we can improve, you know, more importantly, our team. And so uh, that's a constant dialogue and, uh, and you know, day in and day out of training, uh, you know, we all kind of have you know, a role, you know, based on the exercise, based on the, the training for the day, but um, then it just turns into, you know, what all of our eyes are seeing and, and if we're on the same page and, and you know, taking those thoughts and, and trying to turn them into putting these, 
you know, players in a position where when they step on the field, whether it's training or whether it's a game, that uh, we'll put them in a position to succeed. One of the big stories coming out of the Colorado game was just the, the age of the back line that the union put out. You as a, as a former right. striker in this league, what kind of advice have, have you had for a young group that's playing in the back this year? Well, we need to be, you know, first and foremost, solid defensively. And that's, as, as a young back line, you need to, to have your line intact. And, um, you know, when we're, when we're releasing players off the line, understanding how to, you know, provide the right cover, uh, not just focusing on, you know, players in your area of the field, but staying connected with the other players along your line so that, um, you know, it's difficult to, to break through. And as a young player, sometimes it's not easy to, to communicate because you're so focused on what you need to do as an individual that you maybe lose sight of how you can help the players around you. So um, trying to get these guys comfortable using their voices um, with what they see, not only you know the players next to them, but the guys in front of them and not being afraid to, to let a guy like Harris know you know where he can be to, to cut out passing angles. Um, communication's tough for for a younger player when they're uh, when they're getting their first you know sniff on the field, and so we want these guys to be vocal and be confident with their voices and what they're seeing, so uh, you know they can be uh, effective not only for themselves but uh, for the players around them. Well, Pat, I want to thank you very much for uh, hopping on with us and answering our questions, and uh, good luck coming up against uh, San Jose, and uh, good luck in the rest of the season. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Thanks, Pat. Uh, Pat Noonan, assistant coach for your Philadelphia Union, uh, new guy on the staff, although not the newest because there's uh, Dick, Dick Sh- uh, Schroeder. Schroeder. Uh, so pronunciation there. Dick Schroeder. I, th- I think. <laughs> Thanks. I haven't met him yet. Thanks. No, uh, uh, it's a mysterious figure. No, he's uh, he's, he's been <laughs> actually he's been around like for a month, but they just made the announcement. Yeah, I don't know. it's always anyway. Um, yeah, interesting discussion talking about the the press, uh, just how to maintain that, and how all ten outfield guys have to be pretty committed to it to keep it working. Yeah, um, yeah, and it and it's difficult. I would think it, it just takes a, 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 a it just take, you, you got to have a lot of guys with a lot of good engines, you know, to keep it going, to keep it because you're shortening the field, everything's kind of moving a little quicker, all those things. I'm curious to see how it's going to work um, going forward, too, because I, I think that the the first half against Columbus that the press was was really working really well. I thought the first half against um, Colorado, it worked really well. Mm-hmm. But in the second half of those games, I think you saw both both of those teams get a little bit more of a hold into the game. Um, fortunately for the Union, Columbus wasn't able to, to break them down, whereas Colorado found a way to do it a couple of times. Um, so I think I think getting the consistency through ninety minutes with that press is going to be an interesting to see, to, interesting thing to see how they they work out over the course of the season. And it's not only that; it, it, it's also they don't really it doesn't feel like they have a plan B quite yet when it comes to uh, if the press isn't working. Right. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think that can be. I think it's concerning <laughs> for sure. You didn't see. I mean. You didn't really see a. You saw Columbus adjust. You didn't really see the Union adjust too much to to try to break them down. Um, you know, 
goals change games. That first goal, like you said, was a little, like like Pat was saying, it was a little bit out of the blue. It was off the set piece and breakdown in the box. So that that puts you on the back foot a little bit. So but they don't have. Doesn't seem that they they haven't made that that tactical leap to have something to fall back on. Well, I think that's going to be interesting too. Is I'd love to see what the union does when they get up a goal, and they're playing against a team that still has eleven men, because you know we saw them obviously go up against New England, but New New England never really got a foothold into that game offensively, playing down with ten men for most of the game, and then nine for the last ten. So I, I think, you know, if, if the Union can get a first-half lead this, this weekend against San Jose, I'm really interested to see how the, the press works in the second half and whether or not they're willing to concede a little bit more possession and, and play a little deeper down in the field. We just we haven't seen enough game film of them being in the lead this year. No, no, we haven't. And like you said, not in the lead against 11 men. I mean, right. that's, 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 that's very different. I mean, that's going to be the trick. <laughs> and um, it, it was such a weird game against Colorado because – I said to Pat, and I've been, you know, after I watched it, I was kind of just kind of running through my head. I still think there's a lot of positives you could take out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think there's some people I, that might disagree. I don't know why. I mean, I think there are, though. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't fully disagree. I, th- I think particularly the first half. Yeah. I, I, mainly the first half. Yeah. I, you know. I, I think sloppy defending in the second half. Mm. Um, and, you know, you and I talked about this before we came on. The third goal is a little bit of icing on the cake with yeah, that, the, the was, team pushed pretty high to to try to get back yeah, into I mean, things. They, they they were on a three man back uh, three man back line at that point and all that. So yeah, it was a little different. Yeah. Um. But I thought I thought they were able to, you know, maintain the ball, maintain possession really well in the first half. You're still not seeing, and, and Newton alluded to it. You're still not seeing the best of Dutch show. No. I, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think because this are. is problematic. If this I, is the best, I, I still think. Yeah, uh, I still think you're seeing uh, echoes of what he can do, and you're seeing it in in moments. You're not seeing it over like a 10, 15, 20 minute span where he's able to, you know, be the guy that like 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 like, like Tranquilo Barnetta was. He's he he can control the. He's like kind of the throttle. He can control the pace when when you, when you have possession. I'm I'm hoping it's 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 a matter of of finding the rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, Pat alluded to that a little bit that, you know, that's only been two games for, for yeah. Dush Cal and a lot of training sessions. Um, but ga- game time is always is different oh, yeah. Than, yeah. than what you're going to see in training. But I'd, I'd love to see him get on the ball a little bit more. I'd love to see him connecting passes in, I don't even want to say the final third, but at least in the, the offensive half of the field for the union. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you just want to, you know, somebody he has time on the ball. That's what you want to see more yeah. than anything. And I thought their spacing was better in the midfield. It wasn't quite the. It wasn't like the Columbus game where you had guys kind of all running onto the same spot. He had kind of three, three guys, two, three guys there was, running. There was less right wingers. There was, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's uh, it, there's more to him. I think. And I think we're going to see it. And you know, they're back home against the West Coast team that might be a little tired. So there could be a team that's going to. You know, be on their back foot a little bit. You, you think you have to travel and all that. I yeah, I I I'd probably believe that San Jose is is going to sit in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're not the most dynamic team in the league. Uh, it is a long trip. It is. 
It certainly is. Um, looking at the standings here, where is San Jose? San Jose, it's early yet, but the you know they're sitting like below. They won, they won their first game and then lost right. twice. Yeah, they lost most recently to NYCFC. They're sitting uh, below the red line. They're behind Colorado and in, uh, in the West right now. Um, the other thing is, uh, you're getting Fafa back, which it can't be anything but a positive, I think. I think it has to be. You know, I think hopefully it frees up David Akam some because I, I didn't think David Akam was especially involved against Colorado. Um, you know, I, I don't think you've gotten anything out of Fabian Herbert for three games. You really haven't. I'm really disappointed. And yeah. I, I think of the three games, that game might have been his worst. Uh, yeah. none he, of the none of the performances really stand out. No, so, you know, and, I, I think getting someone back that's that's probably going to see a little bit more of the ball is certainly going to run in behind a lot more. Um, and I, I hope that that threat frees up a lot more space for for David on the left and and also Bork probably coming down the center. I would th- I would think because uh, Jim talked about it in his in the press conference that they weren't committed. The wide players weren't committed to staying wide enough. And you look at Herbers. He's he's a guy that you know lean centrally. He's, he does, he's, and Pat, he, Pat Newton just said that. Yeah, he's a guy that wants to play he wants central to cut in, and he wants to combine right. through the midfield. Where, where Fafa and Akam, I mean, Akam could come into the middle, but he's he's he has the instincts to know when to stay wide and when to do that. Where Herbert's instincts are to come inside, you know, at the first opportunity. Where you got Fafa, who's you know a burner, a guy you know he's going to get like you know, he's going to get chalk on his on his shoes because he's going to be out there wide and. Pulling, pulling somebody wide and just using his speed and you know maybe making that cut late a little later than say Fabian would a little later into the box. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be a big help. And you saw and in the tactical uh, write up, I think uh, the Adam Khan did for Philly soccer page. He talked about a calm like doing too much. There was I, I do recall one play. He he got into the box, got two three defenders to him. He was isolated. There's two guys. Two union guys on the box, and he was just trying to fight through the defenders and not really kind of looking up to see that he had help, you know, a little bit, out, you know, up up around towards the top of the box. He saw, he saw stuff like that. Um, again, this is all chemistry. This is all stuff that, that they they got to work on. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm curious to see how the chemistry comes together now that you have Fafa back. You know, you 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 really haven't had a game this year where you've seen the the attacking front four, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, with the, the three midfielders and, and then CJ Sapong all together on the same field. Um, you know, I, I hope that Dushkel can, and uh, Pico can, can get some more chemistry mm-hmm. than, than Herbers and Dushkel have been able to work out. And like I said, I, I, I do think that Pico coming back into the lineup has to free up David Akamsom. I would think, and I think he starts because this was an injury situation. This was a suspension, which... I think I think he has to start. Yeah. I mean... Because you're not. I don't, gonna, I don't know the disciplinary action that that Jim has. If if Jim has anything more in mind than the three games, but in terms of <laughs> soccer players available to the Philadelphia <laughs> Union, I think Fafa becomes probably the best right wing. I don't think that ha- he has because I just remember Jim being very surprised, a, a bit surprised by the suspension. So yeah, and, and even listening to Paco talk today when he talked to the the media, you know, it didn't seem like he felt like he did something that was. Completely out of hand. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange thing. It was a, 
and Jim talked about it was very it wasn't really well communicated to him from the league to the team from the league and and we had Jim on a couple days before it came down and there was no even hint that Fafa wasn't going to be available. I yeah. mean, you know, if he, he had his poker face on fine whatever, but he didn't even hint even hint to the the fact that somebody else would be starting in that spot. And you know, I'm going to go back to what I said. I still think that you could. That was a good. The Colorado game was a good time to maybe give Burke a run out as a starter. Yeah, because I don't, I don't unless they just wanted to give Herbert just one last shakedown and see what he can do as a starter. But I mean, after after three games, I haven't seen enough to, to no, keep I the experiment. I'm going. really disappointed because I'm 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 a fan of his, and you know I'm, I'm disappointed that he's kind of gone. He's gone backward a bit. I mean, he had the tough year last year with the injuries, and you know it's it's a tough thing to get back. Too. I mean, there might be some still rust on him, and he's he's still working through that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the, it's a bit of a mystery right now. Yeah, and and you know, if if Herbers comes out for Paco, like we're assuming, mm-hmm. who's who's the substitute in? If you want to take out Paco, is is it Herbers coming back in? Is it Burke coming in? Is it? It seems Burke seems to be the, your first guy off the bench. At least yeah. has been coming for. I guess and, it's situational. And you have you know you have Fontana. I mean, he's not a wide player, but I mean, you could. Reconf- I think he'd be okay out there. He'd be okay out there, him. or you can reconfigure maybe if you want to put Bedoya out wide and and. Is Marcus Epps just off the, out of the eighteen at this point? We're <sighs> just not factoring him in. He's factoring in. He's he's getting minutes at Bethlehem. I don't know. That's yeah. that's a really good question. Um, he hasn't really featured much yet. Again, only three games. Um, I don't think he's, he hasn't made the eighteen. All right, he. I mean, this this could be a good spot. Maybe you give you give Herbers the breather, and maybe put Epson to the eighteen. Just give Fabian maybe. Was he? He wasn't on the. He wasn't on the bench for the first game because uh, who was? It was uh, who was on the bench in the first game on the wing? I, Burke and. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, no, El Senior wasn't. It wasn't healthy yet either. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall. <laughs> I have to go back in the box score and check that out. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you give Herbers, you give him the week off, maybe a chance to you know sit in the box, just kind of get a little perspective and kind of chill out because you, you have a full complement now with yeah you, know, you have Elsinio back, which maybe you want that veteran guy kind of hanging around. I don't know. I'm not the biggest Elsinio fan, but I don't think he didn't do too much for me when he came in. Um, let's talk about the defense again. The three three nil score line. Not flattering. Not flattering. Um, but if you you really look at it, there, there was just a few breakdowns. That, that I mean, the set the set piece goal is, is disappointing. It's always disappointing you can see from a set piece. I watched it a couple of times. Is, is it Jack Elliott's man that knocks it in at the end? I think it's Jack's man, and, and but it's flicked on at the near post. It right, takes it in rea- two two, think, reacts, two two redirections. I think it was Real that came off the post that, that kind of left it up. So, I mean, rookie mistake. And Jack had a tough game because he had that. That deflection that put it right on Baji's foot, and that was. Yeah. What do you, I mean? What do you do about something like that? Like you know, is that is that a ball he should let through? Because Blake probably has it covered. Right. It's so unlucky that Blake is diving to the right, and the ball goes straight back to Baji. I mean, is, is that a communication? Is Blake call for? It? I mean, is, is, I, it, should he? I, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it is one of those things. But I mean, that's one of the things you look at. Okay, a million things could have went right or wrong there, and all the wrong stuff happened. And, yeah. And yeah, you know, and and again, the third goal, they were just they were stretched at that point, and, and what you got to do. Um, what did you think about Real overall? 
I thought he was good. I thought they were targeting him a bit. Yeah. Which, you know, it's just smart if you're Colorado. That's your dude. Absolutely. Rookie, rookie kid out there, 18 year old kid. Yeah, run at him. And a calm, I don't think, helped him out too much. There was a lot of space between him and a calm, I think, in front of him. I don't think McCom <laughs> was really getting back enough to, to cover. I, I agree, and I, I think Adam and put that in his, he, he, yeah. his analysis, too. And y'all, the other problem you have with that, you don't have, you don't really have a true number six out there with Bedoya and, and Medunian. You certainly do you, not. You, and so if you had more of a true number six, you would, you would have, I mean, if you had Warren was out there, I'm, I'm not saying Warren should start over either of those guys, but if you had a guy like Warren Cavall out there, or a guy like Jones even out there, he could cover that left flank a little more when the comms pushed really high. A guy that's more of a true number six who kind of reads things a little more defensively could you know, cover those either those fullback runs or those those times when the when the wingers are, are are getting really really high and you just need somebody to help cover that channel. But you don't have that, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, the, I think you know, it's Bedoya if it's anybody. More him, yeah, because he's more of the the guy. The, the harasser defender, he could ch- he chases guys down and is more of like that that kind of defender than the. I don't know what kind of defender Medunian is. I don't, not much of one. I think is the kind <laughs> uh, yeah, of defender he is. Yeah, and he's you know his, his pointing's in top form. Though. He's he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's an excellent. Point. He's he's directing he's directing traffic out there, which is always a. Um, but the the fact that you you don't have that that true kind of number six out there. You might need to ask a little more defensively out of your wingers. Yeah, I, th- I think certainly. And, do. and you know, I, I think that's probably something. Coach, if we could see, that, I'm sure the coaching staff is seeing that. And and Jim's a guy; he needs all his guys to defend. He's always been that kind of coach. He needs everybody on the field to defend to one degree or another. So. Yeah, I mean, he always talks about it. Was starting with CJ Sapong. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree. And I, you know, I, th- I, I th- you know, I, th- I think Pat Noonan and just uh, he touched on this too is that some of the stuff is still chemistry based. Yeah. you know, for the left side, you know. This is only David Ocom's third game with the Union. Mm-hmm. It's Matt Real's first start. You have the two of them on the same side. All right. The chemistry's not there yet. I mean, certainly you had two weeks to work on it in practice. Yeah. Games are different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know. Uh, but the, the, the time to sort this out has got to be now. I mean, the, the stretch of games you have coming up, you have to look at, at, at getting probably six to nine points over the month of April. I mean, you have a winnable game this weekend against San Jose. You have Orlando after that. You have a, an away trip to D.C. who are not playing well. And I forget who the last game of the season is, or last game of the month Yeah, is. I mean, it, it's... um, it's, it's a winnable group of games. Right. You don't want to call it this... They really need to get max points out here, I think, for a lot of reasons. I think uh, out of this game against San Jose, uh, I think it's a confidence thing. I think they came, they came out in the first two games pretty confident in themselves. You know, they, again, flattering scoreline for Colorado, but it's, you know, you still get get a crooked number hung on you on the road, and nobody wants that. So you don't want these guys to start, especially the younger guys, you don't want these guys to start kind of looking around like, you know, are, you know, are we good enough? Do we do we have that confidence? Can we push forward? So getting all, getting a really good, comfortable home win is something you need to do right now. Yeah, You need to get go out there and get max points. And something we, I think we've just been talking around it, they are not sharp in front of goal right now at no. all. No, I think CJ Sapong will be disappointed with his start to the season. Yeah. I thought he, he probably could have had a hat trick in the, the first game against New England. I mean, he certainly, at least he's off the snide with the, the goal. Um, I don't think you've seen David and Calm get involved in mm-hmm. the, the final third. Um, Dishkel has looked 
like a deer in headlights when the ball's been coming back to him with shooting opportunities. It, you haven't seen Harris get further upfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, e- even in set piece opportunities, they haven't been, you know, they haven't been opportunistic. Let's put it that way. And they, you know, they had chances in the first half. Not a ton, but they had chances. And you get one of those, you probably walk out of there at least with, with at least a point. Yeah, I mean, you certainly have a better chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pace, I, Pace. I agreed with Pat's assessment. If you, if you go up one nothing in halftime, I think that 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 complexion of the second oh, half yeah. is very because Colorado's a team asking questions, and you're not. Uh, you know, because even even going in that going in a half nil nil. You, these guys got to be asking some questions. Okay, we've held the ball, we've done everything right, and we're, you know, it's still no, no. It's on the road, it's fine, but you got to depress and possess and move the ball and do all that. It's great. At some point, you need that end product, and it's kind of got to be this week. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, and I think maybe the the leash on Dush Keller is shorter this this week too. You know, if if you get through sixty minutes and you're you're still struggling to create, you're not you're not doing much in the final third. You know, Anthony Fontana is a guy that has a goal this season right. for you. You only have two goals this season. And he could just run for 30 minutes and just be an energy guy for 30 minutes. You've seen – and he he's a different kind of player. He wants to stay more central. He wants to kind of run around a little more. He wants to follow the play a little more. He's a different type of guy. So, he yeah, if it's at 60, 65 minutes and Dutch Kell's not doing it for you, I mean – yeah, I mean, I, w- I want the guy to succeed, and I, 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 yeah. I want, I want him to get the the reps with the the first team, and I want him to have all this game experience. But I'd rather see the Union knocking in goals. Yeah, you, so need, I, three, you need three, you need three points this, yeah. this week. Radio.com. Um, so we start wrapping up then. Well, I, th- I think there's a couple other storylines. Oh yeah, I think there's some guy. Did you catch that other uh, guy MLS in, game that some other people may have watched? That's this some guy that plays in LA. Wow, <laughs> he's Jesus. just he's just like the eighth wonder of the world. That's Laton, isn't he? I was uh, so I was away this weekend up in uh, up in Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taking pictures of, of of waterfalls on Saturday afternoon, and my phone just starts going crazy. <laughs> and my my fiance is like, "What's what's going on?" I was like. I don't know some something soccer related yeah. from the the people that are texting me and I and I, I just responded to one, my one friend and I was like well, what did he do because he just he texted me and said Zlatan and I was yeah. just like oh did he get did he get on uh, that's, that's great yeah. and he was like you just have to see it yeah. <laughs> I mean the score you know score forty footer forty yarder to tie it and then just to you know bully yourself in front of goal to can we talk about offside I don't care about it I don't care about it. He came as advertised, and yep. you can't always say it about DPs and, and guys like him. I mean, we're talking about three games into the season about the Union Central <laughs> midfielder still getting oriented with his team, right. and Zlatan's got Zlatan was ori- in twenty. He was he was oriented minutes. in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly what he was going to do as soon as he stepped on that field. I mean, but that's the, that's a classic in in the the canon of MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't it think is. of many more regular season games. And, and, and you know that was a big game for the league too. Because yeah, that was, first LA Derby. Sultan's still a big marketable guy. He's yeah. still people around the world know who he is, and you, you know you have. And I think, and I think Vela for for LAFC has been has yeah, been really he's fun been great. and scored scored another great goal in that game too. That that's the thing. I mean, Delton into the top corner, a nice curl. You, you have LAFC really. They're they're coming in and doing some really nice. They they I don't know if they're the Atlanta of this year, but they're they're. 
close to it. And the Galaxy are, are relevant again. I mean, after yeah. awful year last year, they, it's fun. Okay, we're going to play our kids. We're going to kind of do it right. That lasted a total of one year. You're <laughs> like, yeah, screw it. We're getting Zlatan, and we're going for it. But, you know, and so the Galaxy's relevant again. LAFC is, you know, doing some fun things. you got sold-out stadium. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good for the league. National, national TV. And you couldn't ask much more for, for, for the league. You couldn't ask for a better... I got a better advertisement I mean, for if, MLS. If, if I have the, the the friends that were texting me this weekend are are not huge MLS fans. That's yeah. some of my EPL fan friends, and if they're watching MLS games, it's, it's yeah. good for for soccer. I had in the a country friend that's not even a sports fan like message yeah. me like, "Well, yeah, that's Latan guy, huh?" I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 it was a great game. You know, I I I came home and I watched, yeah. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, no, it is, and it, it's 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 good for the league, and it's a bit it's a big step up, and it's 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 you know, hopefully it's something he can maintain, and I, I don't see why he couldn't, barring barring some kind of injury. But I mean, yeah, it's good. It's good that that they had this Darby Hill Traffico, which I like. That's, that's uh, it was pre- fun. That's yeah. a pretty fun. That's a pretty fun. I know, name some people for were it. critical of it, but I think it's I, fun. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. You know, have fun with this stuff. It's yeah. sports, man. Um, yeah. It, so hopefully that's you know that's that's a nice thing to build the league and build around now. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Champions League, but before we get into that, did, did you catch uh, Toronto America last night? I saw night? some of it. Yeah, oh, man, what, that was crazy. Toronto is uh, it, it's weird to look at MLS in a way because it's it is kind of. Kind of breaking into almost two, I don't, I don't want to say divisions or two. I mean, there's kind of almost two MLSs there where you have the Galaxy, you have Toronto, you have LAFC, and then you kind of have these kind of the other teams. They're doing it in a little different way, but that was it's great. And I'm, I'm not a you know, I don't love Toronto. <laughs> uh, there's, I think there's a lot of they're kind of a team you could kind of dislike a little bit, which is fine too. I mean, you could. You know, sports needs heroes and villains and all that. So I don't know. I just for some reason there's something that kind of twinges me about Toronto. So I'm not a huge fan of them. But MLS team in the Concacaf Champions League, that's important too. Yeah. And I, I, I wish that, that competition could get raised a few notches. I think it will eventually. I think MLS needs to make themselves relevant in that that's competition a big part to of it raise where, it, where it's not just. Which Mexican team is going to win it this year? Yeah, because that's yeah. thoroughly uninteresting to me. No, but, I no, do not care about Mexican soccer. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's it's they need MLS to be the second league. Yeah, you know, I, and I think almost by default they are. I mean, you could yeah, you could talk about Costa Rica. I mean, there's a couple good teams at Costa Rica. I mean, El Salvador's not a great league, blah blah. You know, but in Concacaf, they have to legitimately be the second league. They're not. They're not. What League MX is right now? I mean, the League MX those teams are you know hundred years old. They have that long tradition, and you know the money's there more, or the salaries and stuff like that. But they really need to make that step where it's competitive. It's competitive year in year out against you know against the Mexican teams, and a team like Toronto can do that because they just they're they're pretty stacked. Yeah. I, and what what's up with the the tunnel in Toronto? There was a, a scuffle there last year in the playoffs oh, between yeah. Red Bulls in Toronto, and it seemed like there was uh, another yeah. little dust up with uh, America in Toronto. Better security, yes. I yeah. don't know. 
Uh, I don't know what that says about Toronto FC either. No. Again, they're... they're, they're, they're <laughs> I guess they're, you want to talk villains. Yeah, I mean, I just... They, I don't know why. I mean, they have national team guys on there and all that, but there's just like that... Something about them that's... I don't I don't know if it's like... Not near Yankee-ish, but something kind of like that. You yeah, know, I think it that, is. That, that their team... <clears throat> you know, people kind of like the root against because well, I mean I, I think you saw a little bit of it in the first half with Toronto last night too because I mean I think they the quest the the penalty kick is questionable. Mm-hmm. I think that's there's a good chance that's just a dive on Giovinco and I, I think Giovinco's guilty of it a right. lot of the time. Yeah. I mean he's you know, and, and and it's it's he's he's a frustrating player in that way because he scores so many beautiful goals and you know I, I think that's on on a whole good for MLS but you never want to see a guy that goes down too easy. You right. never want to see a guy that that calls for the cards. And I think he he is that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think there's an element of that, and it, that's kind of why. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they they kind of they're on the on the fence like that. It's like, yeah, you want to. They're good for the league because they're entertaining and fun, but they got that you know they do a little bit of the dark arts where yeah. where you got guys that dive and you and, you know Michael Bradley, a guy he'll he'll get stuck in there maybe a little extra every once in a while and. You know he he he's he's a, he knows gamesmanship and he can be crafty like that. So that but that's that's interesting. That's something to talk about. That's yeah. what MLS needs is you know for these games to matter and something to talk about and why you get up you when why you get up when uh, Toronto comes to town or or you know NYCFC's in town because you know they have the big behemoth Manchester City behind them. So they're like. They're evil. You, know? yeah. you need you need that. You need that in sports. And, yeah. and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, do, I do want to touch on Champions League. Too. My God, Liverpool. Oh, I didn't see I that was, coming. Yeah. Just, you know, talk about a crooked number. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, they they had, I, I haven't seen City like that in a long time where they just had no answers. They had, yeah. they had zero ideas and no answers in the first half. And by the time they... Kind of got it together. Liverpool just just you know shut the door. They were like, "You're not scoring. You can't break us down." Now. I mean, and that's impressive to say for Liverpool, Liverpool that who is has leaked like a sieve for the first half of the <laughs> season. You gotta you know, hey, in in this chess match, you gotta say all points to Klopp that, yeah. on that one. And yeah, the, and, and the you know Pep got Pep got outmaneuvered. He did, Ab- which absolutely. Doesn't ha- which doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I mean that's Adam can dissected me, and so that's that's a master class from Klopp today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about the three goals, but the clean sheet, clean and, sheet and, against and City just, is, that's what, and that's exactly <laughs> what I told all my Liverpool friends was. I'm more impressed with I, keeping a clean sheet and and not even letting City just, get a shot on. Just goal. watching, it, I was amazed how organized they were, and they yeah. haven't been organized defensively all year, and then yeah. they were. But again, we we talked about it with Noonan. You need 11, 10, 11 guys to buy in what you're doing to make it work. Yep. And ten guys out there buying into playing defense for forty five minutes, forty five plus minutes. Yeah, it was it was it was an impressive impressive win. It was. Um, and I do want to say that that Cristiano Ronaldo bicycle kick yesterday was a phenomenal goal. Yeah, he uh, he's feeling it a little bit too now. Yeah, I, and I and I loved. I mean, one great moment in soccer to see the Juventus fans give him a really nice. Round of applause after that, because yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you not? Yeah, well, they 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 know the game. They know yeah. the game in Italy. So yeah, yeah, when you see greatness, you appreciate it sometimes. You know. Yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic. All right, so that now we'll wrap it up. I think so. Uh, I want to thank Pat Noon. Oh, we got uh, the, 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 the we got to do predictions. 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 Two, I want I want two predictions too. I want score for Saturday mm-hmm. and what you think the attendance might be on a <laughs> forty degree <laughs> evening in Chester. Oh. 
man, I don't want to get in trouble. This weather sucks. Yeah, this weather's awful. I mean, they, they, yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because we're all like, oh, the union are starting so much at home. And it's like, wow, maybe they should just, you know, start April on the road and come back in May. And, uh, it's, man. Um, all right, just one prediction. You don't have to. Say okay, it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two one Union. I really think they're they're gonna come out. You know, just lightning shooting out their backsides, just because they need. It's not a must win, but they got to put together a ninety minute game. They got to put together good offensive performance. Those two things really need to happen. I think defensively, again, the three no. I think defensively, they're a pretty good team. But if they have to get up first, they have to score first, they have to do all that because you're gonna you got to take pressure off that back line. Those young guys back there, you got to take a little pressure off of them. Yeah. And if, if CJ and you know CJ or Akam, that's their job. They got to do their job now. And I'm not saying CJ's not. I think he's he's out there. He's working. He's just not getting. He's just not very sharp right now. And Akam's not. Getting to goal enough right now, so I think I'm going to go one nothing Union. Okay, and I'm going to say David Akam is going to get off the mark. That would be nice. I think the introduction of Fafa Pako brings Akam into the game mm. a little bit more, and I think he he finds a way to break through. Uh, and I hope the attendance huge. I hope it's. I, I, I hope, hope so too. Hope I, I'm always, I always hope it's huge. I the hope atmosphere is much more fun for everybody oh, when absolutely. the stadium is full. Absolutely. So I want to wrap it up there. I want to thank uh, Philadelphia Union assistant Pat Noonan for. Uh, taking a little bit of time out as they get ready for San Jose. And uh, just make sure everybody out there is checking out the new KOW News Radio website, oh, KOWNewsRadio.com. Yes. It's nice. We have a new home on the web for not just the station, but for the podcast. Uh, it's very easy, much easier now to find the podcast yes, on, the web- on the website if you are so inclined. It's just, just a tab that says podcasts on the man podcast, and it just all – Shows up there. It's very easy to find. It's a beautiful looking website. And a lot of people worked a lot of hours to get it launched. And it's been going great. So please check that out for us. And we'll check everybody out next week.